Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all right, it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. I'm back! And so is football season. This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. All right, let's do this. Rock and roll time. So good to have you here as we warm it up. Go time, baby. On a Team B Media Bunkus Studio kind of day. Temps in the upper 70s, pushing 80. Is this real? Is it fall? Is it November? Or is it springtime? Maybe I missed the memo? I don't know. How are you doing today? Got a lot to talk about. We'll take you through an hour and a half or so of live sports talk conversation and then that post-show podcast drops on you across all podcast platforms out there. This is the name of the game. This is the way of the land. In 2023, headed into the 2024 calendar year, folks want to listen to what they want to listen to on their own time. They want to have options. Some people are catch live kind of people. Some people are listen or watch back later kind of folks. I'm not biased. I just say thank you to each and every last one of you who finds the time to hang out with us for a little bit here on the program. The Real NWAJB going strong. Not even three months into our operation yet. Cruising past 30,000 listeners. Y'all are are bringing it. You know what it tells me? It tells me that we are copacetic. It tells me that we value a lot of the same things in this life. And obviously those folks who don't value the Razorbacks or the Hogs and the brand and the culture and everything that it means – They're not our kind of people, and that's fine. We don't all have to be cut from the same kind of cloth, right? We don't all have to be sourced from the same place. But around here, if you're living here, you're a part of this daily landscape. You live and breathe Arkansas Razorback everything. And so the ups and the downs of the teams that that you root for, they affect you personally. That's the deal with being a diehard fan. Nobody said that was an easy path, being a diehard fan. Nobody. You're going to have to deal with a ton of heartbreak if you're going to follow that to the really glorious moments. And even then, they're usually not long-lasting. Being a sports fan is mostly about teaching us how to deal with coming up short, how you deal with things not going your way, how you deal with the difficulties in life. That said, I still think it's a beautiful thing. Lessons to be learned all over. Some of the greatest lessons of my life I still take with me every day. I learned from coaches I had growing up and in high school. It's the truth. And teachers, professors, those kind of folks, they're coaches too. You find the ones who you connect with. You find the ones who understand you and your viewpoint and way of looking at things the best. That's uh, that's incredible. That's something really, really valuable that you got out of that. So plenty going on today. Follow, listen, watch, subscribe to the program at The Real NWAJB. Synchronicity. A la Sting and the Police across all the social media. You got it exactly the same. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, 
the YouTubes, the Podbeans, Apple, Spotify, you had it up. We're talking 15,000 social media followers. And you folks, uh, you keep us going strong every day. You really do. Well, Razorback football, going better. I don't know if we say going strong, but going better. We'll hear from Sam Pittman a little bit later on. Press conference yesterday. Nice to hear Sam fired up for a change about a win, you know, instead of kind of on his heels after an L. But I think one of the big storylines you take there is that Kenny Guyton has got a chance to maybe be the OC on this staff next year. I think a lot of that has to do with whether or not Sam Pittman's back as the head coach next year. It's been a woeful season for the Hawks. They're three and six. You got a season saving kind of victory in the swamp. Things flipped your way in that game the way they usually haven't this year. I don't make excuses for victories, just like I do not make excuses for losses. Arkansas beat Florida. Gators couldn't execute in the clutch and really should have the clock run out on them with that nonsense at the end that you know the Zebras tried to job them on. Anyway, the kick was no good. Hogs win it in OT. And now at 3-6, and six, you have a chance to really build on it by beating Auburn at home this weekend. It's the villainous Hugh Freeze coming to town. Freeze and his super cold, super chilly powers comes in, tries to blitz you a lot, get you on your heels. That's pretty much his forte on the uh, defensive side of it. And if you can be patient, pick up the blitz and get around it, use the screen stuff, be smart on the short stuff, you got some big plays against this Auburn defense. But they're good up front, and that's Hugh Freeze's style. And then offensively, it doesn't even really feel like a Hugh Freeze team yet. I mean, their quarterback's not very good. You got Jarquez Hunter, a very explosive running back who can make all kinds of plays. But, you know, it's awfully hard to be a one-man wrecking crew at any level of college football, really high school and beyond. It starts to get increasingly difficult. And by the time you're at this level, I mean, if you don't have other playmakers out there and teams are stacking the box on you every time, good luck with that. So that's what Jarquez Hunter's facing right now. Um, with Auburn. I think Hugh Freeze knows he's going to have to be creative with the offensive game plan. I think you could argue in a weird way that he had more playmakers, certainly a receiver, last year when Liberty came in here, ranked, you know, whatever it was, 20th in the country or whatever they were, and uh, they knocked Arkansas off in the Hogs' own house. That was a really bad loss, and I guess Liberty was not ranked now that I looked back before the win, but once they beat Arkansas, they ended up Getting themselves ranked at the end of the year. That was a really bad loss to Liberty and Hugh Freeze last year. Now you get a rare chance at redemption in the same place against the same coach a year later. Very intriguing storyline going into this weekend's Arkansas-Auburn football game. At 3 o'clock, down the block at Razorback Stadium, which is two miles from where I'm sitting right now, though with the hills and the trees on top of the neighborhood, there's no chance of me Seeing it here, that thing is sloped downwards from where I'm at, but only a couple miles away. And I think it's going to be a good crowd. Weather has been, as we talked a few minutes ago, out the gate, surprisingly warm in a really good way. Um, We've enjoyed 70s, and now it looks like today maybe 80 degrees. Uh, Feels abnormally warm because it is, but another couple days of this. And then even when it cools down this weekend, the forecast a couple days out now for, and we're going to get some rain, I think, here in the next day or two. But for Saturday, I don't think we are. Saturday, it looks like cash money right now. Temps in the 60s, a little more fall-like. It'll be obviously cooler in the evening as the sun goes down. So drop in 50s and 40s. You want to bring some warmer stuff. It'll feel like fall at this Arkansas-Auburn game on Saturday. And the Hogs a slight favorite, favored by three at home. 
trying to get themselves to a better place. You know, you win this game, you're four and six, and you've won back-to-back SEC football games. That's called a winning streak, and it has happened before. Can it happen here for Arkansas now in football? Man, you hope so. I think if you win this game, you're four and six, you'll win the next one against Florida International, which we found out, unfortunately, yesterday afternoon is a night game. Who wants to play FIU at 6.30 at night a couple days before Thanksgiving? So that's a brutal pick time for Arkansas. I guess folks get a chance to hang out and tailgate and good for them on that. I hope the weather's good for that game. And maybe it will be. But still, that's a, that's a weird kick time for a game that's going to be maybe sparsely attended at best. I guess the tailgating will be better than I'm expecting uh, for that one, too. But it depends on Auburn. I think if you lose to Auburn, forget it. I think FIU is erroneous as far as attendance. And then I think Missouri's just not what you want it to be. So Hogs in a spot right now where they got to be perfect in November. There's no room for error. This is the spot you put yourself in. You had to go 4-0 this month to salvage a mediocre season. Didn't say a bad season. Didn't say a disaster of a season. Nobody called it a catastrophe. Nobody called it, you know, uh, uh, an, an epic collapse. Nobody called it that. Not on this show. I certainly didn't. But it has been a highly disappointing season for Arkansas Razorback football. And um, anybody who watches the games, pays attention to this team, goes to the games, you know what I'm talking about. And you don't have to, you know, go to every press conference and go to practices and all that other stuff that I do to have a general sense that this team is underwhelmed. They've been really bad up front. They got let down by their OC hire. But Kenny Guyton coming in, and I mentioned him already at the top today, maybe he's given them a spark enough to change the landscape of this season here at the end of the year. You beat Auburn, you're four and six. Then you beat FIU, you're five and six. And now we got ourselves a hell of a game to close out the season against Missouri, a Tigers team that I think is very overrated. They've played well, mind you, but I don't think that's a great Missouri Tiger team by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, we'll see what happens. But I think if Arkansas has got a reason to get up for that game, got reasons to step up for that game, then we will see them you know, potentially win it. You'll have a chance. And if the Hogs don't have a lot to play for, if they somehow lose either either of the next two games and have eliminated themselves from bowl contention, well, then it's just a bunch of rah-rah moral victory stuff against Missouri, and you probably lose by two or three touchdowns like you usually do in the so-called battle line rivalry. But that's getting a couple weeks ahead of time. Let's not put the, the horse ahead of the cart here. Or the cart ahead of the horse? Maybe that way. Switch them around. We'll try the horse in front of the cart to pull the show in the right direction is what we'll do today. The real NWAJB. So good of y'all to find us here for a few minutes live in the morning as we talk Arkansas Razorback football out the gates. You got to do it. This is an important week. Hogs playing Auburn. Chance to keep this thing going in the right direction. And uh, I feel the positivity from y'all. I do. Y'all feel increasingly fired up about this. Also, so, so many smart people. Went to the Razorback basketball game last night. Maybe we'll talk about that when we come back from break. Can't tell you how many of you folks, um, when I go out now, find me, say hi to me. Whether we know each other or not, I get a hey JB and we talk and maybe I give you a card or whatever. And uh, you folks are finding this, right? It's not an app store. You take the app you want. It's the Podbean app. 
increasingly one of the most popular apps out there in the podcast universe. All you have to do is download it and follow the show, The Real NWAJB, and boom, you got your boy talking live about the hogs and everything else each and every morning, Monday through Friday. We don't take days off here. We don't. And we do the People's Post Game Show. After every Razorback basketball game on Saturdays all year round for, what, 17 years and counting? How about a 3 o'clock kick for Arkansas-Auburn? So we will aim to do our People's Post Game Show from, what, 6.30 to 8 o'clock. I'm thinking 6.30 to break down, hopefully, a second straight victory for Sam Pittman and the Arkansas Razorbacks. Look, if Sam Pittman wins out this month, he's obviously coming back next year. Heck, if he wins three out of four, he's probably coming back next year. But it has to continue to look prettier down the stretch. And either way, you got to make sure your OC's figured out for next season. A lot going on today. We'll talk some basketball as well. Question of the day is up. What do you make of this Razorback team? They've played basically no games. They had a great exhibition win. They played you know, a, a Division II exhibition team and won by a million. And last night they played a Div II school and won by half a million. So this is one of those mornings when if you want, you could just declare them the national champions. And I guess I would kind of understand that. You know what I'm saying? All right. Josh Bertaccini with you inside of the Team B Media Bunker studio. It's the real NWAJB. And we're going to do this thing for 90 minutes. Stay quick. Time out. We're coming right back. A lot of hoop stock on the other side. Pittman Sound. We'll try to get some muss in. RD, Richard Davenport on some recruiting, too. A couple of twins from Greenwood making some noise here of late. Josh Bertaccini here. You there. Coming right back. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you got to go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekends starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around. Right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave. Proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business cards, show signs, and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. 
When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. Good to have you on board. A lot of football talk out the gates. It's the Real NWAJB with your boy Josh Bertaccini. We are doing this thing. As you know, for 90 minutes each and every day of the week. And Monday through Friday coming at you. So many ways to catch this show live. And then, hey, even more ways, countless more ways to TBR the program, as we like to say. Listen back to it on your own time. You want to do it on the lunch break? Works for me. That's when I catch up on a lot of my podcast shows and I'm finding more and more cool stuff by the way out there in podcast land obviously the last few years stuck in local radio there's not a lot of forward thinking it's mostly thinking about the glory days the good old days right you don't get to look forward too much to the next things now that we have leaned in the opposite direction here now that we are all about the internet and new technology and able to get you audio and video and and print and whatever kind of content we want um, kind of of our own volition here. And you all have the chance now to listen to it anytime you want when it works best for you. I, I just think it makes the most sense. I think this is how you survive and make your way into the future. And look, I mean, what do we have? 20, 30,000 people have caught on really quickly. I knew it wouldn't be everybody. About half a million people in Northwest Arkansas, y'all. Half a million people. You got, And not all our listeners are in NWA, by the way, but half a million people. In Northwest Arkansas, you got what now? Three million people in the great state of Arkansas. And not all of our listeners are even just in the state of Arkansas, though. Something like 80, 82% of them are. So this is an Arkansas-based sports talk show. I understand that completely. We push the bounds of that a little bit. And because of our ability to be accessible geographically for people who don't necessarily live you know, in NWA, I think that makes it, in a lot of ways, a cooler, bigger product than it was before but it takes time and you know it doesn't mean that everybody gonna listen to you all the time heck if you find us for a few minutes once a week it's much appreciated and uh, we're just gonna keep adding to this bad boy moving forward people's post game show coming up 6 30 to 8 o'clock on saturday night after arkansas and auburn we found out yesterday arkansas and florida international will tip off coming up uh, or kickoff i should say two seasons overlapping at 6 30 so this 6.30, people's postgame show. Next week at 6.30, Arkansas-Florida International. And then, of course, the last game of the year, Arkansas versus Missouri, a 3 o'clock start on Black Friday. So once again, 6.30 for the people's postgame show. 6.30 is a good number to keep in mind the next three weeks. And then the season's over. Hogs have to win out, make themselves uh, full eligible. We'll hear from Sam Pittman as we move it through the course of the show today. Other items, basketball, blowout city. Got out to the season opener, enjoyed watching it. Um, Arkansas in domination mode, really from the jump. 
And Alcorn State, a much smaller basketball team, so I don't think you put necessarily too much stock in what you saw last night. But this was this was Arkansas doing it with a lot of big-time production out of a number of guys this year who uh, expand the rotation. And I think Eric Musselman right now trying to figure out exactly what his rotation is. But how about what you saw last night? out of the minutes and how they were divvied up. Debo Davis leads the team with a few more seconds played than L. Ellis, but 24 to 23 minutes technically. Trevon Brazil played 22. Draymond Mark played 21. Those were the only four Razorbacks who played over 20 minutes last night. Caliph Battle, who led you in scoring with 21 hotspot points off the bench, played only 19 minutes. Next was Jeremiah Davenport, who did not have a good game. 18 minutes, one of six from three, but he's a big body at all times. Uh, let's see. Joe Pinion played 12. Dennis J. Harris played 12. He got 14 out of Jalen Graham. What am I missing here? Bay Fall got some running in the first half, too. How about that? Nine minutes for Bay Fall. I was really happy to see that. And then late in the game, 10 minutes for uh, for Layden Blocker, who fouled out in 10 minutes. Bayfall fouled out in nine minutes. The two freshmen were feisty last night, y'all. You love to see that. Makai Mitchell. Um, what was that? That was a weird night for Makai last night. Checks into the game. I'm pretty sure he was the first Razorback into the game off the bench. He's He's your big, big. You know, he's the guy you expect to come in and bully some people. He certainly helped defensively do the job against Ty Eady in the first game of the year against Purdue or the exhibition game or whatever you want to call it. But um, that was not a great performance whatsoever out of Mitchell last night. It was the opposite. That's that's barely showing up. I mean, look look at the stat line for Mitchell. This is one of those where you even there kind of stat lines. Played four minutes, didn't shoot the ball once, shot no free throws, did not grab a rebound. He's six foot ten. Didn't get a rebound. I mean, think about it. This is an unbelievable stat line. One foul to confirm he was there, and that's it. So four invisible minutes, mostly invisible minutes, out of Makai Mitchell in the first half. And then Eric Musselman said, I have seen enough to know that I've seen too much. And he did not play again the rest of the night, even as Mus emptied the bench and played a lot of different combinations in this basketball game. 21 points for Khalif Battle. He leads the way off the bench. He was in attack mode from the jump. You love seeing that. Number zero is a baller. Hitting the hitting the uh, aerial assault realm for a high-flying dunk. 21 points, three boards, and two assists for Battle. I thought Brazil played great last night. In his time, knocked down another three. Only took five shots. Made all four of his free throws. He made four of his five from the floor. 13 points, six boards before they rested him up in the second half. He led the team with a plus 23 alongside battle. Raymond Mark is just an elite player, y'all. He's a next-level player. This guy's going to play professional basketball, most likely in the NBA. What a three-point stroke he has. Four of six from three for Traymond Battle last night. Six of eight from the floor. Four of six from three. Um, grabbed one rebound. And then uh, had, the, uh, had the 16 points scored. Uh, in total, had three assists. He was looking to dish a little more early. One steal and only one turnover. So uh, Mark was great, too. El- Ellis can be out there a lot this year. He was more of a get-everybody-in-the-flow kind of guy last night with eight points and four assists. You saw Devo, five points, five rebounds, and five assists. It's just me kind of chomping on box score stuff here. 
Eight points for Jalen Graham off the bench. Dennis J. Harris had a nice 5.7 rebounds off the pine. Pinion scored seven and hit a three. Hogs shoot 12-30 from three, which is 40% for the game, which is pretty good. And hold the Braves of Alcorn State to three for nine from the floor. Arkansas brought it, dominated the pace, the flow, and the glass, and get themselves to 1-0 on the very young season with Gardner-Webb coming up around the corner on Friday night. Turnout for the game was, you know, what you might expect, kind of mediocre, but it was a season opener. I'd say 14,000, 15,000. It was, it, it was a later arriving crowd last night. I don't think people were in too much of a rush to get there. But by early in the second half, I'm looking up. I'm thinking 13,000, 14,000. Like my numbers are dropping as I talk. I was thinking 13,000, 14,000. We'll hear from us a little bit later on when we get some time uh, and hopefully some Pittman sound too. NFL last night, Monday Night Football, the Chargers smashed the Jets in the face 27 to 6. I told you that would happen. Uh, the quarterback matchup was preposterous. So um, I don't know how that the uh, the Chargers weren't favored by more, but 27 to 6 in a game they had to have. They get to 4 and 4 on the season. Jets fall to 4 and 4, so limited with Zach Wilson at the helm right now. It's just uh, just not good enough at all. College basketball start across the country on the men's side of it last night. Ladies starting tonight. What am I missing here? Am I missing anything? NBA last night. We're early stages yet. Bobby Portis, 11 points for the Bucks. Probably the, the highest scorer, I believe, out of the Pro Hogs last night, where the Bucks went at the Nets by four. Uh, Moses Moody getting some more run in the rotation for the Warriors. Hasn't really busted loose uh, yet. Really, the biggest story of the night was Anthony Black out of Razorback Pro Hogs. Anthony Black gets the start for the Magic. His first start looked pretty good. Now they lose to the Mavs, who are 6-1 and one and playing. Very well right now. But Anthony Black, uh, eight points, you know, um, five rebounds, two assists, and his first start for the Magic last night. That's exciting. So he got that out there going on too. And a lot more where that came from as we are having a fun conversation with y'all. Question of the day is up. In light of all the basketball talk today, I think we got a fun one. Let's talk ceilings. You know, people get excited. I got a couple of folks, my guy Craig, on the Facebook page, telling me it's the best Razorback team in 30 years. They're shooing to win the national championship. It's like, let's calm down just a little bit. Let's lower the stakes just a little bit. What's the ceiling for this Razorback men's basketball team? Our question of the day today. What is the, what is the ceiling for this Razorback men's basketball team? What do you think it is? And we'll put four options up for you on the board. Do you think their national championship potential good? Are they natty? Potential championship good. What about Final Four weekend, which means you know you make it to the Final Four or even a game beyond. Perhaps you make it to the championship game, you fall short, but that's like its own level right there. Eric Musselman has done everything really except so far win a natty or get to a Final Four weekend. Elite Eight or Sweet 16. Hogs have made an Elite Eight twice, a Sweet 16 once under Muss. That could be the range that you're popping in once again here this year. And hey, if you're in that range, you're pretty good. And then there's round of 32, which to me means like you made the tournament. I think Muss is too good a coach. I believe in him too much as a head coach to think that he won't find a way to win a game in the NCAA tournament if he's in it. But these are tough games, especially by the time you get to it. Hey, they played close first round games the last two years, but you get to the round of 32, you can lose one of those games with a good team. Happens every year. A lot of good teams lose in that second round of the NCAA tournament. Question of the day, what is the ceiling 
How high is the potential? And it's very early. We've had, and I've been to all these, but we've had what? We've had, we, I got a glimpse at a practice, a glimpse at a red-white game. Some of y'all went to that too, I know. Not many, but some did. Um, we saw them destroy a, an exhibition team by 100 points. That didn't prove anything. And then now we got to see them. Oh, and then we saw them beat Purdue, right, by four in overtime. That was awesome. So that was much more of an eye-opener, I thought, even if it didn't technically count. And then last night we get to watch them play an official game against a much smaller school team, and they destroyed them. Uh, we'll get a few more lousy games here before Arkansas heads to the Bahamas for some good ones. Thanksgiving week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of Thanksgiving week. They may end up kind of back-cornering us uh, into doing a Friday show or something just to talk about the the basketball team. Obviously, a post-game show, people's post-game. Last one of the year for football, unless they make a bowl game on Black Friday as well. That might be a double-dipper day for us. My goodness. Lots of stuff coming at you. Really appreciate your being here. 20 minutes in front of the top of the hour. And if you're doing this at any point during the day, you're pretty awesome. You're good with technology. You're smart. You're savvy. You're clearly good looking. And I think a lot of people are on your side. You got a lot of friends because you know how to figure things out. And you don't take no for an answer. All right. Okay. Quick break here. Good show so far. Still to come. Eric Musselman sound, Sam Pittman sound, and Richard Davenport. On the recruiting trail. Stick around. Stay tight. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey! Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high-quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs, and don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hogs! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505 or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWA JB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWA JB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. 
intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out, intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at intense party rentals. Pig Suey! Your boy is back, and so is football season. So many ways to tune in. You've found one of them, obviously, if you're tuning in right now, and I appreciate you for it. Podbean Live, YouTube, TheRealNWAJB.com, all over the podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, you name it, we're doing it there too. Getting you that first reaction to all the games that go down, that's been our thing for a long time. Ain't no stopping us now, we're more flexible than ever. This internet thing is pretty interesting. should check it out if you haven't already. A lot of power in the internet. I promised you sound already this morning. We're talking basketball, going into the break. Broke down last night's blowout win, 93-59 to over Alcorn State. Hogs 1-0 when it's really 2-0 because that win over Purdue felt like as big a win you might get all year, uh, during the regular season at least. Let's get to Musselman, who was at the podium last night, had the chance to get some sound from him. We'll listen in on the head hog here as we continue on the show. We talked to you, you mentioned uh, an emphasis on rebounding and, and charting the offensive glass and, and things like that. I think you rebounded over half your misses tonight. I you know, I thought certain guys did a great job in the offensive glass. Uh, you know, Davenport, uh, Graham, those two guys in particular, Devo, you know, did a, did a good job keeping, keeping balls alive and rebounding through the corners to get to the elbow area for long rebounds. And, and we got to get better at the point guard position, getting defensive rebounds, L. Um, you know, 23 minutes. I mean, we've historically been a great point guard rebounding team. And, uh, you know, tonight, you know, L's 23 minutes, Layden's 10. We didn't have a defensive rebound. And and we have to, we need our guards to go back there and, and, and help on the glass. So that those are areas uh, for us to get better at, for sure. A good amount of minutes after missing so much time with the, the back spasms. What did you think of his performance, eight and eight? Tonight? I thought he was great. He rebounded the ball. With uh, with some physicality, you know, he kind of grab and go. He got a re- defensive rebound and pushed it with some good pace. Um, I thought he played, you know, really good. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm, we're not going to play 13 guys and a half. Like, that's just, you know. And guys are playing their way into rotations and guys are playing their way out. That's just kind of how it happens. But we'll, we'll probably shorten the rotation. And, and um, you know, when that is, I don't know. The game will dictate it. We we got a lot of areas that we got to get better at for sure. Yeah, Coach Alcorn only made three three pointers, but they also only took nine. I was just wondering if that number surprises you, and if that was such a big point of point of emphasis for you guys trying to keep them off the three point line. Yeah, I mean, we really wanted uh, number ten um, and number three. We just we just didn't want them to get any clean looks. You know, a little disappointed that that Gambrell, you know, had two of three and went six of eight because he was a focal point of of our defense, you know, but the guy that we really, you know, we, we tried to do what we could against Edie when we played Purdue in the night. Um, Joshua was, was the guy and he went three of 11. So I thought, you know, we talked about those other two shooters, but 
the focal point really was just trying to not let uh, Joshua, you know, get clean looks and, and have a high volume of assists. So I thought, you know, we've done a great job now twice with stars. And Devo's performance, you know, only five points. It seems like he's okay to take a little bit of a backseat off. Teams progress, but he had five assists, no turnovers. Just kind of what you thought. It was, I mean, the five and five. I mean, he had five, five and five. So I thought, you know, across the board, he played really well. Um, made some great passes. You know, the most important thing is Devo didn't have a turnover. Uh, I thought, you know, I thought, I thought our point guard play, uh, other than Devo, we got to take take better care of the ball. Um, for sure. And, uh, you know, maybe Devo slides over there and plays a little bit more point guard. We'll go back and watch the film and discuss that. You know, take care of business. Keep taking care of business in those games and, and, and you know, win and play like you're supposed to. Yeah, I mean, we talked before the game about, you know, we knew we were going to have a great student section, which it was. And, you know, how do we get the students back for Friday and the following Monday? And you got to do it by taking care of business, playing the right way, playing hard. I thought we did all those things um, for the most part. I told the team before the game, somebody's getting beat tonight across the country. I promise. I told the team, I promise. Somebody's getting beat. Um, VCU lost at home. Cal Bears are in a, a dogfight with St. Thomas right now from Minnesota. As I walk through here, St. Thomas was up three against the Pac-12 school. So you gotta you gotta have great respect for who you play every night. Uh, Alcorn State, I would be shocked if they don't have a heck of a year in, in, in the SWAC. I really would. I think they they're well coached. They mix up their defenses. They're scrappy and they play hard. Let's let's call that. Must sounds uh, to me like he ain't feeling too hot, right? There's been something going around. I've heard that from a few different people. Good to get some sound nonetheless out of Must after the game last night. His team diversity in number of players playing the roster. And you heard him say there, too, we're not playing nearly this many guys during the season. But that's what these kinds of games are for. Arkansas, Razorback basketball, 1-0. Ladies start their season tonight against ULM, and then we get ourselves Arkansas-Auburn at 3 o'clock on Saturday at Razorback Stadium. Hogs trying to win two in a row. As happened before, man, it would be huge for this team right now. Sam Pittman yesterday telling you about it. Let's get to some of that sound. Uh, back home against a team in Auburn is playing really well, won two in a row, two SEC games in a row, and then you know they want to run the football, very powerful football team. Uh, quarterback can run. We've got a couple of running back. Hunter's really good. Good offensive line, uh, but they, they're a very physical team defensively. Multiple fronts, probably a little bit more. Four down, maybe 60, 40, 40 and, and then they go into mint front. Uh, quarters team, you know, very aggressive. A lot of twists, a lot of movement. Um, they're very good in special teams. Got one of the best kickoff return guys in the country. Was All-American last year. Uh, we are looking forward to coming home. I think we're close to capacity. Um, and we're all appreciative of the fans from Arkansas for continuing to support us. Is Kenny, is he a candidate for the permanent position and also maybe quarterbacks coach too? Uh, the first part of that, Trey, absolutely. I don't know how. You know, I really don't know how I could not look at him after that performance. I spoke with him a little bit about that as well, about our timeline. You know what what we're going to do, and absolutely. And then I think what you would do at that point, if you decided to stay in house, is figure out what position he felt most comfortable with coaching from that coordinator spot. But 
I don't know how he could have done a better job than what he did on Saturday because you know, with with, with your pass catching guys, how Armstrong's how he's doing, and then what you got out of Satania late in the game, and then just maybe how it looks going forward at tight end. Armstrong, I think, is going to be just fine. Uh, we'll we'll know a little bit more at practice today whether he's cleared from his headache, uh, but I think he's going to be fine. So that he did some good things for us. Um, was upset with him a little bit on the first punt, but once I looked at it on film, that ball took a really uh, took a for us. It was took a bounce to our left. Not for sure that he could have comfortably tried to field that ball, uh, but he did a really nice job. Cut two or three passes right there in a row. You know that made some uh, really good yards on it. So uh, I felt feel like he'll just continue to get better and improve. Uh, Tyrus, he has a dislocated shoulder, uh, probably will uh, involve some surgery. And uh, so he will be out. We're going to move uh, Hunter Talley up. And we've got some uh, opportunities with Easter and, and Lassiter. I just think in a short period of time, I think Hunter Talley knows the offense better than the other fellas do. A couple of head hogs share some thoughts with you here on the show and we are getting ready for what should be a really fun weekend of college football coming up around the corner sec action abounding with games across the conference including of course arkansas and auburn amongst the most intriguing matchups as we get these things going and um man this is uh this that time of year separation time what a lot of folks call it and it feels like it michigan and penn state gonna play in the top 25 this weekend Quick look at some other games to note. Utah and Washington's interesting. Uh, before we get to the SEC, Ohio State home for Michigan State, and USC is at Oregon. SEC, as usual, with the most intriguing matchups. They just are. It's just a fact. Alabama at Kentucky. Can the Cats make it interesting? Only a 10.5-point spread. 11 a.m. ESPN. Vandy at South Carolina. Gamecocks. Favored by 13 and a half, 11 a.m. on the SEC Network. Tennessee and Missouri, 2.30. Tennessee favored by a point over Missouri. That's a good game, 17 and number 12. Auburn and Arkansas is on the SEC Network at three. As I said earlier, Hogs are a three-point favorite. Over-unders at 49. Georgia and Ole Miss, a top-10 matchup. Ole Miss has played well all year. They're 8-1 and one at 9-0 and oh, Georgia. Dogs favored by 10 and a half. That's a troubling spot for Georgia right now. I could see that they're playing better, but I could see the, that going down to the last drive. Florida and LSU, 630 SEC Network in Baton Rouge. Tigers favored by two scores there. And AM is home for Mississippi State. Aggies favored by 17 and a half. That game 630 on ESPN 2. We found out Arkansas and Florida International will kick off at 630. Yeah. Coming up uh, next Saturday night. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. We are an hour into this thing. Time to take a break. We're going to do it. When we come back on the other side, Richard Davenport, long tossing in the pen, gets in the mix with us. We'll talk some recruiting, including a couple of brothers from Greenwood who are uh, making a lot of names for themselves, a couple of juniors on the radar for the Arkansas Razorbacks. I mean, you think about that one, why go for one when you go for two? Always go for two, right? Always go for two. Maybe not always. I'm just saying. Follow, listen, watch, subscribe at The Real NWAJB. If you can, do us a favor, tell a friend. We'll come back, RD some recruiting in three minutes. Stick around. Thanks for listening, y'all. Coming back. Coming back.